Gimme Shelter is supported by the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Welcome everyone to Gimme Shelter, the California housing crisis podcast. I'm Manuela Tobias, housing reporter for CalMatters, and my co-host is Liam Dillon, housing affordability reporter for the Los Angeles Times. I know Liam usually says that line, but today is a very special episode of Gimme Shelter because he decided to hand over the podcast to me, your favorite of the co-hosts. Just kidding. Today's very special Gimme Shelter is actually a crossover episode from The Times, the LA Times daily news podcast that you can also find and subscribe to on all your favorite podcast services. So today, Tuesday, June 14th, 2022, Liam and The Times podcast host Gustavo Arellano will be talking about a pretty cool topic, refrigerators. Liam recently conducted a chilling investigation I encourage you all to read answering a question that's been lingering on the minds of Angelinos for a long time. And that is, why don't LA apartments come with fridges? Because the Gimme Shelter team has some vacation planned, it may take us a little longer than usual to publish our next episode. So please chill out, enjoy this show, and we'll be back with many more avocados soon. You know that dumb prank call joke. Is your refrigerator running? Well, you better go catch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oy vey. But for renters here in LA, it's actually not a joke. Because, well, people have to chase refrigerators. See, they don't typically come standard with your new apartment. It's absolutely, it's, a, it's the most backwards <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. And again, no <laughs> landlord knows why. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I'm Gustavo Ariano. You're listening to The Times, daily news from the LA Times. It's Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. Today, the underground refrigerator economy in Southern California and how the region became a bizarre outlier and something renters across most of the rest of the country take for granted. Okay, so I never even thought of this phenomenon until my colleague, LA Times housing reporter, Liam Dillon, he wrote this great piece about it. And he joins me now. And Liam, how many times have you had to lug a fridge from apartment to apartment? I've been fortunate. I've only lived in LA a few years. And I'm fortunate that all of my apartments came with refrigerators. But I have, you know, when I was working on this story, uh, I talked to many colleagues who were like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I've had to buy a little fridge or I've had to search for a little fridge. And it's nuts. Oh, yeah. You get either the super small one, like the one that reaches to your knees, or if you want to level up, you get the one that doesn't even have a real freezer and you like try to pack it with ice. And then, of course, if you get a nicer one and then you move, then you have to find your friend who does CrossFit to help you because you're not going to be able to do it on your own. At least one, if not three friends that do CrossFit. (laughs) Oh, man, it's such a trip. So who's responsible then to have this precedent of so many apartments in L.A. not having a fridge like 
if you grow up here, you think it's perfectly normal until you either meet someone who just moved here like yourself, not, you know, right. having not been here too many years, or you move out of the state and you buy a, a fridge and then you realize like, oh, my apartment already comes with a fridge. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. Like, this was the mystery I wanted to get to the bottom of. Like, why is LA so different? Like, why are apartments not come with fridges here? And the simplest answer for it, kind of at base, is that landlords don't have to. So I talked to this L.A. tenant named Michael Maloney. He, within the past few months, was looking for a new place and was very frustrated that he had to bring a fridge. I can't, I can't wrap my mind around it. I, I, I think it was all California. I think it might be a law in California that doesn't require them. It's like, yeah, That's it's correct. like a hot tub. That's like an amenity. If a landlord doesn't have to provide an amenity or a or an appliance, or particularly an appliance that costs money to do or to buy, and then an appliance that costs money to service, and then an appliance that some landlord groups told me, you know, when it breaks, the tenants will say they have nice things in the fridge and then require their groceries to get paid for too. No one was able to give a, no landlord or, or real estate agent was able to ever give a, a, a clear answer. Some saying that uh, the landlords are responsible for you know, if the power goes out or the, or the refrigerator goes down, that they have to pay for the food and all yeah. these tenants are going to claim that they had lobster and, you know, <laughs> caviar and such in the, in the refrigerator. What I was told is it's kind of a hassle and so they don't want to do it. Wait, so there's actual laws that dictate whether landlords should or shouldn't have to uh, provide fridges for tenants? Very good question. This is also a rabbit hole that I went down. Um, so uh, it's under what is habitable? What's a place that you have to provide so that someone can live there without the safety problems and things like that? And so, you know, what I found is New York State, for instance, while there's no technical law on the books that says you have to provide a refrigerator, there have been a bunch of court cases there where judges have said, hey, the fact that this apartment does not have a refrigerator means that it's not safe, that it's unhabitable. And as a result, in New York, it is standard for apartments to come with refrigerators in part because landlords don't want to get sued. Wow. That's a trip, though, this idea that if you have to have units habitable, that people, or at least the state of California, doesn't think that a fridge is mandatory for having a habitable environment. Like, this isn't the 1900s where right. people cooled their food by literally digging it or putting it in the ground or mm -hmm. buying massive blocks of ice. So I'd figure at some point, California law would have been updated to see and require fridges as a necessity of life. Nope. Um, I mean, it hasn't. And what we heard from landlord groups is that because the fridge wasn't part of the law, then it didn't. they didn't want to have to provide it. And so I spoke with a woman named Dina Eberly. Her family has been in the apartment business in L.A. for 100 years. And she said that's the reason. And, you know, it's interesting. It's actually this custom, if you will, in California and particularly Southern California is well known in the rental industry. So there's this major, huge single family home rental company named Invitation Homes. They have owned over 80,000 single family homes that they rent out um, across the country, mostly in well, in 11 states, rather, uh, mostly in the South and in the West. And California is the only state in their portfolio. So the 12,000 homes here do not come with refrigerators. And when I asked well, why? They said, well, this just the way it is in California, and so we're not going to do it. All of this sounds sketch to me, Liam. 
That- <laughs> there has to be a conspiracy like Big Fridge or something. And what's interesting too is like the law in and of itself cannot really describe the whole reason for this. And I'm going to give you a couple reasons why, you know, this is not an issue in the Bay Area from the renters that I've spoken with and actually some statistics that I pulled. San Francisco, Oakland, apartments there come with fridges. And renters that I spoke with who are moving from the Bay Area to L.A., describe themselves just as shocked to be frigidless, if you will, than those coming from out of state. Also, we've talked a lot about the law, you know, Florida, Texas, there's no law there that requires apartments to come with refrigerators. But when I spoke with landlord groups, and uh, and I, in fact, have once been a tenant in Florida, and there was no question that my apartment was going to come with a fridge. And so there's really something else going on here, too. What on earth is this mystery? Coming up after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about it. So, Liam, you mentioned you lived in Florida. There's fridges there. Yep. <laughs> there in New York. Is basically the rest of the country a fridge-friendly uh, place? So, the best theory that I got on this is from a professor at NYU in New York. Her name is Ingrid Gould-Ellen. And what she told me is that there's economic theory called multiple equilibria. And basically, to translate that to normal person speak, is that kind of something happened in a market. Say there was a meeting in the 1950s LA smoke-filled room among (laughs) big landlords who decided, you know what, we're not going to do this fridge thing. And everyone said, cool. And then that just was how the market developed in LA. Whereas in these other states or these other areas, fridges sort of became standard and that was kind of the way things were. And so it's almost like, It was always this way, and then there was no reason to change it, and so it's just persisted, whereas in other places, the custom ended up starting different and therefore being different than here. But I'm surprised, especially in California, especially in Los Angeles, where you have so many lawmakers pushing to bring equity to working-class folks that this issue hasn't been brought up, this idea that, hey, let's make landlords, let's require them to provide fridges. We already require them to do all these other things. Sure. Why not something as simple as that, you know? Yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, There's a lot of fights, though, that are, you know, to be clear, probably are bigger ones to have than whether your apartment comes with the fridge. You know, there's constant fights in Sacramento, where I used to be stationed, used to cover state politics, about things like rent control, tenant protections, tenant lawyers, evictions, et cetera, et cetera. And so those are the fights that tend to be hashed out in Sacramento. Unfortunately for many, the fridge issue has not come up. What do L.A. landlords themselves say about this whole idea. I mean, are they happy that they don't have to provide fridges for tenants? Yeah. And if they wanted to, then they just simply would, right? But then once it's in the apartment, they have to maintain it. So when I spoke with uh, Dina Eberly, one of the things she said, though, is that this phenomenon may be changing a little bit. And that's really only so in the last 15 years where there was a bunch of new higher-end construction in downtown LA and then surrounding areas. And all of those new apartments came with refrigerators because tenants were demanding it and they were higher-end. And so for some of the older properties to sort of compete with some of the tenants that would be wanting these higher-end newer apartments, the fridge sort of has to come standard. Wow, Gentrifier is actually doing something good for once. What would be the benefit of having landlords, of requiring them to have fridges. Obviously, besides the fact that as a 
tenant. You don't have to be moving around fridges or buying them from place to place. But has there ever been any other studies about maybe the difference between places that require fridges and places that don't? Not that I'm aware of. No, I mean, I think like, obviously the cost is a huge benefit to the tenant not having to do it. But I think for many of the tenants that I spoke with in the course of reporting this story, many of whom had crazy stories about having to consult the yellow pages to try to find, you know, their fridge dealer running around Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace to try to make sure that the fridge, used fridge they wanted to get didn't smell bad or have mold or all these sorts of things. And so I think it's really the convenience issue, almost as much if not more than the money issue, was the big deal here. It's a pain to move a refrigerator. It's hundreds of pounds. You can't do it on your own. It's impossible. And so that's a pain. And then, you know, say you buy the fridge and you forget which way the door opens. And so all of a sudden your kitchen's blocked off every time you open the fridge or even worse, you buy the fridge and then it doesn't fit in the little little fridge hole that your apartment has. <laughs> Lots of logistical issues here that I think many tenants would very gladly pay a little bit more to try to avoid. And not just is it hundreds of pounds, just the way... It's big! Yeah, <laughs> the way it's... Uh, the, the shape, it's like tall, a rectangle... You can't just deadlift it. Like, I remember when we used to live, my wife and I, we lived on the second floor of a place. And yeah. you had to go up stairs from the outside. There was no elevator. Right. And so the two guys who did it, they put on, like, suspenders. They put it underneath the fridge. And then they slowly had to walk up. It was the most bizarre thing. And then you think to yourself, well, how else are you going to do it? And gosh, what an inconvenience. Yeah. Yeah, pretty miserable, man. Pretty miserable. <laughs> Moving is terrible. And then you add this to the list of things you have to do when you have to move. It just makes it worse. The California legislature should do something. More when we come back. Liam, so you talked a little bit about that search for where to get fridges, Craigslist, right. the Yellow Pages. Me personally, I love going to the Sears outlet store. That's like mm. the last thing Sears has going for it. But you get good fridges, vastly reduced. I mean, it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars, yes, but you get them new. And like the one that we have, I think we've had now since we moved in, so like almost 12 years. How is this market going? In other words, what is the underground fridge economy? How does it look like? Yeah, so that's the thing that I discovered also in the course of reporting this is how vast and deep this underground fridge market is. Now I'm trying to find out where to buy a refrigerator and actually go to, you know, the typical places, uh, you know, Amazon yeah. or Home Depot or, or yeah. something like that. Obviously, if you want to make this simple for yourself, you can go to Home Depot, you can go to Best Buy, you can spend a couple hundred bucks, have it delivered, um, but that's going to cost you more. If you want to get a cheaper fridge, and many renters do because they're like, why do I need to carry a fridge around for the rest of my life? They go to this Facebook marketplace apps on their phone, Craigslist, and try to find a fridge dealer. And as I said, one renter I spoke with ended up going to the Yellow Pages to find someone. He was very happy after all of his other fridge searches struck out. So when I was talking to, to Michael Maloney, again, he was a tenant in in Highland Park, who was looking for a fridge for his apartment, he really wasn't sure what to do. And it was having his own struggles navigating the fridge economy here. I don't know where to buy, uh, you know, a refrigerator that I do not need. And I don't know where yeah. to, like, you know, I'm like, well, there's a couple of fine stores selling some used stuff, but, but I mean, I don't know what I'm going to get. You right. know, you go on, on uh, Craigslist and you don't know, you know, where that was, how was there a refrigerator in somebody's garage? And, and yep. was it, was it, were they keeping like, you know, that animal in there or something? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. You can't know. Right. Damn. 
What's interesting too is that fridges tend to get passed down like heirlooms between previous tenants and incoming tenants. And often people will just leave them. And then the landlord has to decide, oh, okay, well, am I going to you know, cart this out or should I leave it for the next tenant? And what I've heard is that in leases, landlords will require the tenant to say, okay, I want the fridge, but it's my responsibility. So if it breaks, then they don't have to do maintenance on it. And so again, lots of little things that are very quirky, if you will, about how LA works. So finally, Liam, you mentioned how some of these apartments are a little bit more on the higher scale. They're starting to include fridges because the tenants already demand it. So do you think, though, that's going to trickle down into other uh, places, other apartments, other rental homes? And finally, L.A. will be fridge friendly forever? (laughs) It's a good question. I mean, I think that there are some signs of that, but there are a lot of apartments in LA and this has been going on for so long. And I I think unless and until there's actually a change and it may end up being more of a cultural change than a legal change, then this is going to be with us for a very long time. And here we are, you know? And so, I mean, there are a lot of fridges now on the secondary market. If fridges become mandatory, I don't know what ends up happening to them either. And then did Michael ever end up getting his fridge? You know, he was so exhausted with the fridge process. <laughs> Do I have to pay more money to have him move it? Do I have right. to go rent a truck? Do I have to go find somebody else to help me carry this thing? Uh-huh. So all those factors went into it where I was just like, I just want this done. I just don't uh-huh. want to even think about it. Uh-huh. And even if I could have saved myself a little bit of extra money, the, uh-huh. the time and energy just wasn't adding up. On a Sunday afternoon, went to Home Depot, got himself a little fridge, and then had it delivered the same day. Liam, thank you so much for this conversation and take care of your fridge. I will do my best. Thank you, Gustavo. And that's it for this episode of The Times, daily news from the LA Times. Angel Carreras was the jefe on this episode and Mark Nieto mixed and mastered it. Our show is produced by Shannon Lynn, Denise Guerra, Kasha Brasalian, David Toledo, Ashley Brown, and Angel Carreras. Our editorial assistant is Madeline Amato and our intern is Surya Hendry. Our engineers are Mario Diaz, Mark Nieto, and Mike Heflin. Our editor is Kinsey Morland. Our executive producers are Hasmin Aguilera and Shani Hilton and our theme music is by Andrew Eatman. And do your humble host a favor, Go to latimes.com slash podcast survey and fill it out. Give us your thoughts on what you think our show is, what it should be about, and what it can be. How can we make your life even better than it is? Let us know. We will try. I'm Gustavo Ariano. We'll be back tomorrow with all the news in this month. Gracias. 